Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, October 12th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Oregon State AD Scott Barnes inks an extension through June 30, 2030. According to the Oregonian's Nick Daskal the deal is worth roughly $8 million, including base salary, supplemental retirement pay and bonuses. Specifically, Barnes will be paid an annual base salary of $928,836 until the contract expires. In addition, Barnes will receive monthly contributions to a supplemental retirement plan and qualified governmental excess benefit that increase the annual package each year. Barnes' combined compensation for 2023-24 is $1.14 million, and that amount increases by roughly 2.7% each year through 2030, when the combined compensation is $1.311 million. Also, Barnes received a $100,000 signing bonus with the new contract and is eligible for two retention bonuses, one of $300,000 on June 30, 2027, and one of $225,000 at the contract's end. If Barnes leaves OSU by his choosing at any point before June 30, 2029, the buyout starts at $1.5 million through June 30, 2024, and is reduced to $1.25 million through the same date in 2025, $950,000 in 2026, $650,000 in 2027, and $350,000 in 2028 or 2029. The PAC-12 conference overpayment from Comcast will result in a $72 million budget hit, according to Commissioner George Klyovkov's court declaration in a lawsuit filed against the conference by two former executives. The Mercury News's John Wilner reports, under penalty of perjury, Klyovkov stated the PAC-12 will have distributed more than $72 million less than previously budgeted to our member institutions. Overall, distributions withheld by Comcast to offset 10 years of overpayments, 2013-22, total $58 million while reductions in distributions in the 2023-24 fiscal years, to account for a correction in the subscriber figures, total $14 million. One source tells Wilner the situation typifies 12 years of neglect, and Wilner points out the withholding and reduction of the $72 million is underway and should be off the books if Washington State and Oregon State attempt to rebuild the Pac-12 next summer. Wilner also reports that in court filings for this case, Klyovkov stated that UCLA and USC are no longer among the member institutions represented on the board of directors. Wilner wrote, it shows Klyovkov, under penalty of perjury, acknowledging that announced departures to other conferences trigger removal from the Pac-12 conference's board, exactly the point Washington State and Oregon State are arguing in their lawsuit. Meanwhile, Wilner points out that the day after Colorado announced its departure, Pac-12 General Counsel Scott Petersmeyer sent Colorado's legal officer a letter that included the following, Chancellor DeStefano provided CU's written notice of withdrawal to Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov on July 27, 2023. Under Section CB 2-3 of the PAC-12's Constitution and Bylaws, Chancellor DeStefano and CU's representation on the PAC-12 Board of Directors automatically ceases effective immediately, and CU no longer has the right to vote on any matter before the board. The PAC-12 declined to comment. Sportico's Daniel Libet observes that Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti has shown much less interest in, if outright indifference to, former Commissioner Kevin Warren's view of a more top-down organization that comported itself like a billion-dollar corporation, in favor of a more member-led model like that overseen by previous longtime commissioner, Jim Delaney. Petiti said, it's not any one person's old vision or new vision. It's what is best for student-athletes right now against the backdrop of incredible innovation. 
Petiti, Libet continues, has leaned heavily on Delaney, who remains on the Big Ten payroll as an advisor, and Delaney's renewed influence at the Big Ten, sources say, has manifested in both his day-to-day -day interactions with Petiti, as well as a number of key personnel moves and strategic emphases. Delaney's bonus for the conference's 2015 media rights deal may end up being roughly $28 million in total. Delaney, who has received $2.97 million in bonus compensation each of the last four years, earns more now than he did while serving as commissioner. Allstate Sugar Bowl committee leaders yesterday told a gathering of roughly 250 New Orleans civic and business leaders that without increased financial support from the city's business community, the Sugar Bowl could lose its spot as a regular host of college football playoff games, including the national championship, the Times-Picayune's Stephanie Regal reports. Sugar Bowl committee CEO Jeff Hundley noted that the expanded format means more cities will be vying for spots, many with deep pockets, shiny new stadiums and bid packages of cash, revenue-sharing deals and other incentives. As it stands now, Hundley says New Orleans can't currently compete, and Regal notes the Sugar Bowl currently has over $65 million in reserves but has been spending that down over the past decade. Hundley didn't commit to how much money would be needed but said that he is targeting an additional $1 million a year in revenue, just to stay competitive. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, October 12. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.